This is the Koabui Show. Koabui is an author, international speaker, and entrepreneur. He started his first business selling music CDs in high school at the age of 16. He then went on and built several businesses. He is the founder of River Design, a marketing company that helps businesses get more exposure online and offline. He has appeared on TV, radio, newspaper, and magazines from around the world. He has written and published several books and created various products. Koabui is also an international speaker, corporate trainer, and speaks on topics of business, entrepreneurship, motivation, health, marketing, and online business. You could check out his blog site at www.koa-bui.com. And now, your host, Mr. Koa Bui. Mr. Koa Bui. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Koa Bui Show. And in this episode, I want to be introducing you to a man named Adam Torres. Adam Torres, he is an international speaker. He's the author of Money Matters, 21 Practical Lessons for Everyday Success. And in this uh, podcast or interview or video, um, we'll be covering personal finance. So how to increase your wealth, how to manage it, how to budget, and uh, other cool tricks in which Adam has um, you know, learned over the years and also teaches his clients as well. And I also like to ask the question, what is the one thing that you can give to the listeners to help improve their finances and he gave his really incredible answer so uh yeah so initially if you're watching this there was a bit of like some technical uh issues at the start where we, we just couldn't tune into uh adam's uh, video feed it just wasn't coming through but then after the initial conversations he just uh it was able to to get get in so i would just like to welcome adam torres and i hope you enjoy the show thanks hi, hello hi how are you going Oh, I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How's everything uh, over there? Oh, doing well. It's been a rainy day, though. I will say that. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just not not a typical um, LA day. I would say that for sure. It's been rainy for like oh man, like the last uh, almost two days, and it's weird because one side will look rainy, the other side mm. sunshine. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so no, this is odd. Like people get depressed if it, if there's uh, no sun for like a day <laughs> yeah it must be because of the new uh, inauguration with uh, donald trump and everything so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think the inauguration caused the rain come yeah. on <laughs> we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah i saw there was a few um funny jokes that's already going around it's making its rounds so uh yeah it's all over instagram and and, and facebook and everything so it should be pretty good ah <laughs> uh, yeah we'll see yeah. well one thing that we do know for certain is that we have at least a couple of good good years of um sound bites that will be coming our way yeah definitely <laughs> great okay so um anyway um we'll just get straight into it if that's all right yeah mm -hmm. cool Adam is an international speaker. He's the author of The Money Matters 21 Practical Lessons of Everyday Success and noted authority on leadership, team building, and change. He is also the founder of Mr. Century City and a media technology and entertainment empire with global reach of various strategic markets. He has also been featured on Forbes, Business Insider, US News, Fox Business, and much more. So welcome to the show, Adam. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I, I checked out your site and instantly fell in love with it. I oh, put out some amazing. You put out some amazing content. Seriously. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah. I um, that's great. I saw I saw what you're doing as well on Instagram, and yeah, I thought oh, I got to get this guy on as well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, yeah, um, you know, delving right in and writing a review and everything. And yeah, so great. 
Okay, so let's get straight into it. Um, so how did you get started in the personal finance industry, by the way? You know, um, I'm a huge proponent of mentors and having mentors, and I was just really, really blessed to um, have a mentor pretty young on um, that encouraged me to go after a position that I, let's say, wasn't qualified for, number one, wasn't even really necessarily old enough for, yeah. um, but, I, but I landed it. So I, um, I started as an intern at Raymond James and Company, so it's a pretty large brokerage firm here in the United States, um, at, when I was 16 in high school. So I basically went to school, let's call it two hours a day, and then I wor went to the firm to work. Oh, wow. So you just started pretty much when you were 16 and everything. And did you like read like a lot of personal development books and, and all those type of you know success books and then those finance and everything to get young? Yeah. I don't, I don't like to use the word read. I like to uh, use the word studied mm. and continue to study. So nice. I, I like to tell people I mentor a lot of entrepreneurs and startups, and I tell them that the only difference between me and a lot of other entrepreneurs mm. is that when I like Think and Grow Rich for me is a textbook. Mm. Um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, that's a textbook to be revisited and read and, and reread and redigested constantly. Yeah. I've been mm. rereading re those books for over – let's call it 15 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, uh, yeah, I think that's really um, important what you just said about study because there's a huge difference between just reading a book and just actually going deep with it. And what you just said there about like, you know, thinking very rich, you actually like, you know, treat it like a textbook where you're going through it, get unpacking more wisdom out of it and yeah, applying it into your life. So I think that's mm -hmm. excellent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so what triggered you to write um, your book, Money Matters, uh, 21 Practical Lessons? You know, it was actually, it was never really um, in my design to do it. So I was actually writing another book that was, um, it was more of a really technical finance book, um, just based on some of my experiences. But I was interviewed on, um, on a pretty large um, channel for Ty Lopez. And um, after the interview, I was, uh, you know, uh, there, he has pretty much a younger staff. So they were asking me questions, and I'm answering the questions, and that, and I kind of got to know. I'm like, wait a minute, mm. if and then I and then I thought about like my common sense is that the majority of the population doesn't actually have the fundamentals of investing or of how to run their finances. If they did, then we wouldn't be in a lot. A lot of people in this country and in the world wouldn't necessarily be in the situation they were. Mm. So I was, um, so after I was interviewed for that show, I was actually like the next day or the day after I was going to China to, um, to speak in a couple of cities, um, specifically on wealth management and managing finances. And you know that I had a lot of downtime in between speeches. So I was just thinking and thinking and thinking and really the book kind of came to me and the thought process came to me from then and I left a half written book that will be finished at some point mm -hmm. um, on the table and I really just jumped full force into it and, and really just kind of built on a lot of the concepts and made them um, more digestible for somebody who maybe doesn't have a degree in business or doesn't have a finance degree or background to be able to comprehend. I thought it'd be more of use to, the, to, to um, people in general. Mm -hmm. That's really good. It sounds like you're really passionate in it and and at the start, you probably just got pissed off as well because, you know, you haven't seen, yeah, a lot of people are struggling with the finances and, you know, they're not being educated properly. So, um, I mean, in the, in the school system, I mean, they're not teaching us how to do these type of things, right? You know, how to save money and invest and all these tricks of money and everything. So, 
Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I see it day in and day out. So mm-hmm. in working with, so in actually working in the business, I've worked with everything from somebody that's just investing their first dollar mm-hmm. to your ultra high net worth investors, you know, worth upwards of, you know, $20 million. Mm-hmm. So I've worked with literally so every different yeah. um, exact, well, maybe I haven't seen everything, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I've worked with every age group. I mean, my oldest client last year was 96 years old and he drove himself into the office. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. And, uh, and I've worked with, you know, teenagers that were, um, that were going to inherit great wealth from their parents and starting to work on coaching them while their parents are still around so that when they inherit this wealth, you know, it can last more than a generation, let's call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, I think I read this article somewhere that, like, you know, most people who won the lottery, um, like the ones who won the lottery, they, they, you know, they got all the millions and everything. But then after a few years, they tend to have lost everything and maybe in even more mm-hmm. debt. But the ones who have, you know, the knowledge and know how to, you know, mm-hmm. grow their money and everything, they know how to hold on to it. So the wealth pretty much goes back to the ones who have, you know, the right knowledge and all the finances and everything. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, keeping your keeping a hold of your money is really a skill, mm. and there's different ways to win lo- the lottery. By mm. the way, so for example, I work with a lot of entertainers. I'm here in Century City in Beverly Hills, California, mm. so that's where my office is out of. So mm. you know, I've had clients who you know they they get their first like really they've been a starving actor their entire life, mm. and now they get their first you know million dollar contract, and it's yeah. like oh that that's like winning the lottery because you don't really know you know that might be their only show they're ever on they may never get another i mean they don't want to think that but that's the way we have to plan Mm -hmm. true all right um so what do you think uh what do you think people struggle with their finances by the way like why is it that so many people struggle with it i think it's habit 100% habit. Um, So a lot of the things I teach, so for example, in the book, um, and just in general, even though I'm I'm definitely a law of attraction, positivity guy, I'm more so a nuts and bolts, strategic, what works guy, Mm -hmm. above all. Um, And that being said, it's habit. So like a simple simple tip that I give in the book is I say that um, I believe in um, using automated things for certain things and and then I believe in doing certain things manually. So I believe in, um, to elaborate, I believe in investing automatically, being on an automatic investment plan through your 401k or through other means to say, you know, put away $100 a a month or a week or whatever you can afford, a thousand, whatever's gonna get you to your goals. Mm. Um, What I don't believe in doing is paying your bills automatically. Why? Because what happens is a lot of people that pay have automatic bills coming out, they accumulate. And what happens is sometimes people will be paying for stuff they don't even use. They have no idea what it's coming out. They don't know how it's coming out. So even though, you know, there's an argument and I and I believe in that argument, too, which is basically, um, you know, um, obviously time is money. So why should you spend an hour a week on, you know, on uh, paying your bills manually when you could do it automatically and free up that hour. Well, for most of us, I would argue you probably waste an hour a week, if we're being honest, yeah. <laughs> um, doing something. Mm-hmm. So whether it's watching TV or Netflix or something, you're wasting an hour. Yeah, so that right. I don't I don't ever take as an excuse. Very few people will I accept that from. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, if you're having a problem, so this isn't for everybody, but if you know you're having a problem, if you're a certain age and you still don't have any savings, if you're a certain age and you still don't really have a plan to guide you by, mm-hmm. then I'm, then 
no offense, but you have that hour, okay? Yeah, so yeah. pay your bills manually. Make sure you have to log in and pay each one. And you know what's funny is, mm-hmm. and I'm guilty of this too, by the way. I'm human, and I and I work in this business for many years, but yeah. I'll give you an example of one that I just canceled the other day. Um, it was an automatic renewal for, um, for um, Blinkist. No offense, mm-hmm. it's a great product. I'm not downing them. If anybody uses them, keep using them. But the bottom line is I hadn't logged in there. I was already subscribing to other things. Mm. So that's just okay. it's little things like that. I mean, it's only $70, $80 a year. But think yeah. about it this way. That $80 put it in an investment, yep. you know, getting 5%, you know, compounding over 20 years. I mean, it may not sound exciting, mm. but that's how you really gather wealth. That's how you become wealthy over time. And that's mm. something that you can invest your, you know, your your future in as opposed to um, as opposed to guessing. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, that's really, really good. So, um, yeah, so it's all about uh, just because when you're manually doing it yourself, you actually know how much uh, is going out of your pocket and everything, and you're keeping an eye on it as well. So, that's really good. And so, and, yeah. and what's interesting, and where I got this idea from, yep. by the way, it, it's kind of a um, it's kind of a uh, a variation of what one of my clients taught me. So he's no longer with us. But um, when I when I stopped working with him before he passed, he was about 93. And what he had was um, so back in the day when you bought stock, you obviously bought it directly from the company, yeah. and they'd mail you dividend. They'd mail you dividends. So he manually had a blotter. I'm talking like this thick mm. of every single dividend he'd ever received from every single investment. And I was like, and he, he was extremely wealthy. And I thought about it for a moment, and I'm like, you know, um, that makes sense. Um, but and then I and then I thought about you know people nowadays, and I'm like, well, that's not what gets people right now. It's not. It's not actually. We're in such an abundant time. I mean, if you think about when he lived, it was Great Depression. It was like you know there was real real hardship. Um, yeah. But now you know there's there's in compared to most other time periods, there's so much abundance that if you really think about it, what gets people today is it, it's debt. It's not making money. I mm, have clients yeah. that make a half million, a million dollars a year that before the, when they start working with me, they're living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, that's true. It's debt. Yeah. It's, it's debt. It's, it's, not ma- it's not making enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like so many people who's like earning so much, but then they spend more than what they earn. Somehow do that. And um, that just really kills them. And yeah, just recently, I I'll, because I get a credit card, it's already it's already paid off and everything. But sometimes mm-hmm. when I use it, I check the the statement, and it says, oh, if you pay this, um, if you pay the minimum, it's going to take you seventeen years and twenty one days to to pay it off. I'm thinking, Jesus, you know, imagine just paying off the minimum is just like crazy. So, um, yeah, I just thought that yeah, that, that is the biggest killer. So. Yeah. I love that, and mm. then to, and then to add that, so that's something else I like. Try a parallel I draw in the book mm. is there's a whole book, there's a whole chapter on how compound interest works. Mm. Um, so because I don't think um, getting back to in school and what people what we're taught in school, I don't think that the majority of the population, like if you were to quiz, let's just maybe not your business minded friends, but just your general friends. If you were to ask, let's say 50 of your friends, mm. what's compound interest? How does it work? And, and, and how can you get it to work for you? They don't even understand. They know the concept. Yeah. So if you don't know that concept as a fundamental principle, mm. then you don't know how the majority of people in history have become rich. Mm, mm, that's true. Yeah. It's always those little, um, just always a little information that, like, you know, you just got to understand it, like the personal finance, all these little tricks, and it just opens, it's like small hinges just open big doors, right? 
Um, and for those of you listening, I didn't define it, so I'll give you a simple oh, yeah. definition. So think of it. Yeah, I shouldn't assume that. Sorry about that, everybody <laughs> listening. But uh, yeah. but a simple definition is think about it this way: when when your investment pays you money, you put that money back in the investment. That's all. And when you put that money back in the investment, um, there's a potential that it will grow much much faster than it would if you just took that money and you know went and spent it on something. Think yeah. of it that way. Simplest yeah. terms. And Google it, compound interest calculator, and play play around with it, and you'll yep. be amazed. Okay, great. Thanks for that. Um, okay, so how about uh, financial independence? I mean, we got a lot of people who want to quit their jobs and everything, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. just want to retire off the savings or whatever it is. So, um, what can you um, advise us on, on something about that? Like, you know, how how do we achieve financial independence through investments or business, or mm -hmm. what do you think? Um, so multiple. Uh, uh, multiple flows of income and if you're thinking about let's say you have this big funnel a big mm -hmm. funnel and at the very top of the funnel are gonna be where all your income sources are coming and then on the very bottom of the funnel is where you're gonna basically achieve your goals yep. to where you're, you're you can kind of um, do as you like on a daily basis so whatever your goals happen to be um, different for everyone um, that the top of that funnel when you think about filling that that's gonna look different for everyone so some people are meant to be, you know, like I said, I coach a lot of entrepreneurs and startups. Some people are meant to be entrepreneurs and to, you know, and to create businesses. And then, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, some people are not meant to do that. Some people are going to, you know, go to work every day and they, they want they, and they kind of have a benefit of life that, you know, you know, that they want and that they like. So, I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole anyone to think you have to do one or the other. Yep. Um, what I say is that either way, in whatever space you choose to operate in, you can still achieve financial independence. It's very simple. All you have to think about is how can you add additional streams of income? So that would be the first tip. Doesn't mean working it more. Maybe it is in investing and, and and having those dividends build up. And for anybody listening that doesn't know what a dividend is, just think of it as when your investment pays you, it's either considered maybe dividend or interest or some type of sharing of profit. So just think of it as your paycheck from your investment. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, so if the more you invest in across different investments, the bigger that paycheck from your investments can become. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one route. If you are on the entrepreneurial mindset and you do have that kind of that that um, urge in you, um, then I would definitely say you want to look at different side ways to make money, both passive and active. Um, I'll give you an example. I. Um, if you're if you're younger, you have the time, the energy, and you want to do it. I, I I was picked up the other day. Um, I, I take a lot of Ubers in LA, so I love Ubers because I don't have to drive and I can you know do things like this: talk on the phone, play on social media, um, go on Instagram. I mean, I like yeah. all of these things, so I, I'd rather have somebody drive me around. So um, the guy that the, the Uber driver there, he was a realtor, and you know he made good money. He did other things, whatever. And he said, and I and he he basically told me he was like, yeah, um, we got in a conversation about this and. And he says, you know, why he was doing it. He says, oh, this is just going into my retirement fund. That's it. So, I mean, he's just looking at building his paycheck faster. So he, yeah. he, he says, I drive like two or three times a week. I wasn't, I don't do anything Saturday morning anyway. Yeah, I normally yeah. just got up and I used to watch TV. Yeah, yeah. So now I just get up, I get out, I get fresh air. I have interesting conversations. I make, you know. X amount of dollars, and I just put that in my retirement fund. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and it's not that he needed to. It's just saying that you know more in there is not going to hurt. So he's looking for different ways of making money. So that's mm -hmm. an active way, yeah. and a non-committal way was him driving an Uber. 
Yeah. Um, for others, you'll have other complexions, whether it's real estate or I mean, but real estate also is not necessarily for everybody. I bought my first property when I was 17. I've um, bought and sold properties um, actively since, not for clients, but for myself and for my own passive income um, needs. So when I was, um, you know, by the time I was 26, I could have, if I wanted that standard of living that I was living in a one bedroom apartment mm -hmm. in Phoenix, um, I could have basically retired based off of, you know, real estate and having that passive income, but that didn't align with my goals. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to live in a one-bedroom apartment by myself, lonely. I want family. I want a house. I want, you know, so, yeah. so I had to step it up and do some other things to yeah. get out of my comfort zone. I just give you all those different examples because I think financial freedom and financial independence, I think that it's used so often that the term has become so cliche that people don't, one, believe it can happen to them, and two, they don't know that it's real. Like that it is an actual thing. Um, but um, even through just sound money management principles, you don't have to die at work. Or like I have uh, I have a chapter in the book called Don't Die at Your Death. <laughs> you don't, it sounds like you don't have chapter. to. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have to is the thing. I mean, mm. that's the thing. <laughs> mm. That's really good. Yeah, I like uh, yeah, what you, you said about Uber as well because, yeah, I heard that you can make like about two, a few thousand dollars over the weekend. Uh, just driving, you know, people home from from the bars and everything. And I mean, what are you going to do between the hours of like eleven and and one? You're pretty much just on the internet. So you might as well jump in your car and just, you know, make a couple hundred bucks and just add that to your, you know, to your savings. And you know, like you said, invest yeah. into some sort of um, investment fund that you know returns twelve percent or something like that. So yeah. yeah Whenever I meet that. somebody young mm. and they tell me, oh well, you know, I can't put away a hundred dollars a month or two hundred dollars mm. or whatever, mm. and I'm like, what? Are you okay? Tell me how many hours a week you're working, because uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, right. I'm like, you don't want to or you can't. It's two mm. different things. Mm. But um, and once you understand compound interest, you understand the most important dollar you invest is the first. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Um, okay. So, if there was one thing you could teach others um, in terms of turning their finances around, what would it be? The concept of cash flow. I mean, so if you're, uh, and this is the way. So, I teach my clients, and I teach um, um, the people I consult to look at themselves as businesses. So, if you think about it that way, I'll, I'll kind of make the analogy. If you were buying a property. If you're and you're you're going to buy, let's say this house, and you're going to buy a house, and it was going to cost you a thousand dollars a month in expenses, but you could only rent it out for eight hundred dollars a month, mm. then what happens? You're losing two hundred dollars a That's month. Right. Mm. So if you're treating yourself as a business, and if you think about how much it costs for your upkeep, if it costs you two thousand dollars a month for your upkeep. And um, and you're only bringing in fifteen hundred dollars. Your 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 worth in yeah. terms of money is minus five hundred dollars. So treat yourself like a business and make decisions like you're a business owner. And if you do just that one thing, um, you will, it, it changes everything. Once you understand that one concept, it would change everything. Now let's just say you you under already understand that concept. I'll take it one step further. Um, so let's say you're positive cash flow now. So meaning you're not a bad investment as a yeah. business. Um, let's and not, now you want to start looking at your balance sheet. So you just want to say, um, and all a balance sheet is for anybody that's not familiar is just think of it as assets and liabilities. So one thing is something that's um, you know you could potentially sell and make money. So your assets. Your liabilities is when you owe somebody or it's taking money from you. So just to give you the two concepts. 
So um, the second thing would be this. If you can train yourself, I mean, I mean physically train yourself to the point to where when you add something to the liability side, you actually experience like physical pain, like you're sad, like you're depressed, like, why did I have to put that over there? I worked yeah. so hard. It took me maybe two years to pay off that credit card. And now yeah. XYZ happened. And now I have to add something else to the liability side. If you can train yourself to literally um, feel that negative feeling when you put something on the liability side, um, and then um, the counterpart of that is train yourself to be happy to put something on the assets side like you should get excited every time you see no matter how much you have going into your retirement accounts you have a hundred dollars going in there 200 it doesn't matter fifty dollars going into there if you can like train yourself to experience joy from that and make the connection mentally to the fact that when you put money in that account everything that's behind that the idea of getting one step closer to your hopes one step closer to your dreams if you can do those two things mm. then everything else works itself out mm. all the decisions you make in terms of business and finance it, it really will just work itself out i mean there i'm not saying you'll always win by the way so obviously you start businesses they fail some succeed <laughs> you know obviously you'll have your ups and downs that's mm. life right mm. I've been there, um, and I'm sure I'll be there again in the future. It's okay. I'm not scared. Mm. Um, but that being said, those two things in terms of how you actually run your cash flow, um, those won't change. Those won't change. You won't get in over your head on a business deal. You won't potentially lose everything. You won't experience a lot of the the, the hardships that many do, mm. ultimately. Mm. That's excellent um, about cash flow. Um, yeah, I remember I, I, I heard someone once said that um, if you look at the, the balance sheet, uh, if you look at like the income and expenses, the, the one, one row of income can completely decimate like your entire expenses. That's how powerful that one row is in the income. So all you need to do is get a few more rows and then you're pretty much all set. So like what you're saying about like, you know, cash flow and um, it just protects you from any economic conditions and and anything that yeah anything that can happen to you so yeah that's excellent what you just said so mm -hmm. yeah thanks for that and it's really it's it's really just the formula mm -hmm. over and over and over yeah. again it happens it's no no nothing to reinvent you just do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right great um okay so how can people get in contact with you and, and buy your book and and see you in, in person and everything Absolutely. So just go to the you go to the website, yeah. uh, askadamtorres.com and follow me on Instagram. So I, really, I'm Ask Adam Torres everywhere. Instagram, yeah. Twitter, That's website, yeah. Um, yeah. Facebook, Ask Adam Torres. So you just ask me and I do a lot. If you're interested in um, coaching, if you're an entrepreneur, um, um, startup, then I just go to the website. There's an inquiry form and you can reach me there. Great. No worries. All right, well, um, thanks a lot for that, Adam. And uh, yeah, I'm sure that a lot of people will learn a lot from, from what you have to say from your book as well. And I uh, wish you all the best. And uh, yeah, I'll um, hopefully awesome. I'll see you soon. Yeah, no worries. Fantastic. Right, Take care. Lot, Thank you. Cheers.